Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The United States. This is America, Jack. We're Americans. This is the power of suggestion. The ultimate gala spectacle. You want to hear the truth? Yeah, I want to hear the truth. The truth is, it's cruel symptoms can strike anyone. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say at this time. What creates an extraordinary life is an extraordinary mindset. Now that I got your attention, listen to this. Let's go! We're now in the approach phase. Everything looking good. Lead control with the old Wayne Dupree program. I think you're a magnanimous individual, but you and your corporation, McCormick, you are a part of the WEF, the World Economic Forum. You, as well as you, um, uh, Oz, uh, they're both part of the World Economic Forum. This is a very serious organization that has uh, an, a, a mindset of pushing globalism and ESG, environmental social governance. Okay, thank you. And we Ms. need to be mindful thank of you, that. Thank you, Ms. Barnett. Fifteen second quick response, sir, McCormick, Mr. McCormick. Well, listen, I've run, I've, I've run two businesses, wildly successful businesses. I'm not going to apologize for my success. I have done business around the world. It makes me uniquely capable of understanding the global world that we work, that we live in. I've served in the military. I've served in combat. So I know how to deal with the challenges we face. All right. And just like President Trump, that experience is going to make you. me a better senator. Thank but that didn't have anything to do with the world economic Thank form. you. Let's continue on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Election Day. My name is Wayne Dupree, and I am the host of the Wayne Dupree Podcast. Let me introduce my awesome co-hosts are here every day with me, the godfather of conservative radio, Mr. Hutch Bailey Jr. Good morning, everyone. Just happy to be here on this historic day, potentially, in Pennsylvania. And let me introduce the angel of the airwaves, uh, who is uh, representing the Northeast, Miss Angel Fleming. Up, Just baby? a little further northeast than Hutch, yeah. yeah. I, I won that, but uh, I'll call man, myself Midwest. <laughs> after after watching that uh, clip, I wish we could have reappropriated the "I'm with her" shirt because I would totally own one for Kathy right now. I mean, do people know what the World Economic Forum is in Pennsylvania? Because that is a serious accusation, and she's not wrong. Right. Um, last night, Breitbart. See, I don't know what side Breitbart is really on. Uh, Last night, Breitbart published an article uh, that basically said, Kathy Barnett said, if she don't win, she ain't voting for the nominee. They've been against Kathy for weeks now, ever since her name became a household name. And really, that's not what she said. Right. She said, I won't support globalists, is what she said. So if if Bartos or one of the other ones won... Right. They're not globalists. Well, let's see. I don't know if they are or not, but that's what she said. Yeah, she um and and then with, Alex Marlowe changed it all up and, and put his uh, words in what she said, which wasn't what she said. We're seeing how World Economic Forum candidates play out. I mean, one of the Republican darlings, Dan Crenshaw, is case in point why we cannot trust any candidate that is groomed by the World Economic Forum. And, it's just and, disgusting. And look who the keynote speaker is at the next World Economic Forum uh, event in in, in uh, Bezos, Bezos, wherever it is, Davos. Yeah, it's Zelensky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is for being a good is, comrade to the World Economic Forum. Sure. This is the. <laughs> it's it's is moose and squirrel. Um, <laughs> this is uh this is the Breitbart story. Kathy Burnett refuses to support GOP nominee for Senate if it is not her. If you scroll down a little bit, uh, the question was asked, if you do not win, do you intend to support the Republican nominee, whoever it is? And in reply, she says she will not support the Republican nominee against the likely Democrat um, Lieutenant Governor Fetterman. But uh, in 
reference to what Hutch said, she she also went further saying, I have no intentions of supporting globalists. I believe we have ran out of the room on this runway for this spaceship. Uh, I believe we have very little rope left to just roll the dice. So, I mean, I don't, I don't care whether it's globalists. I don't care whether it's, I don't care whether it's the GOP nominee or whether it's the globalists. If, if this were me, I wouldn't support the GOP nominee. I don't care what they were because of what they did to me. Thank you. In this primary. And that's pretty much dishonest okay. the way they did that. If you notice, uh, you've, yeah, got, you've, you've got everything up on the screen right there. Notice yeah. the placement of the quotation marks. Yeah. My, my Nana, said my Nana would call this a rag sheet headline. Yeah. Talk about misinformation and disinformation. Shame on you, Breitbart, for this kind of clickbait. I know. This hysteria. I mean, the left is jealous at yeah. the, the way you guys have are working right now. And the way that the Republicans have attacked her, they have basically given the Democrats the the um the dossier to use against her in November for Democrats. Yeah, for Democrat voters to not to come out against Kathy in Pennsylvania if she wins the nominee. And I got to say before that, I mean, today today is primary day, right, Hutch? Yeah. Yeah, keep your head on a swivel because I don't put it past the establishment to use the same voting fraud techniques that they used in the last election to ensure that they just don't have a people's candidate like this. It, and it, and for those of you in the chat calling hold her on, a hold rhino, on, wait, no. put up okay. or shut up. Put up or yeah. shut up. I'm sick of people throwing the word rhino around. Have a definition for it and then show it. Dan Crenshaw is a rhino. He betrays conservatives every chance he has. Kathy Barnett, this is her first shot at office. No. <laughs> for it's her Senate. Second, it's her second yeah. shot at for office. For the Senate, right? Yeah. The Senate seat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but she ran in 2020 for a fourth district in Pennsylvania, which is Philadelphia, and she's a Republican. I don't think a Republican's ever won there. Nah, she, she showed, blown out she showed, she, yeah, she lost by 20 points. Trump lost, right, by, but she's 30, never actually Trump been lost in by 30 points. Yeah, but she's never district. actually been in office. She's True. not an established no. candidate no. who has flip-flopped in any policies or anything like that. So it's right. just insane to me that you people, you people, I'm going to say it, would rather an Oz win or a World Economic Forum candidate win, and you're going to call this girl a rhino? Get out of here! Get out of here! This is just this is just childish, mudslinging behavior. You know, you're actually saying you would prefer a globalist in office, somebody who is beholden to Klaus Schwab, over mm -hmm. this woman who has been the supporter of the MAGA movement and Tea Party. And Tea Party, and tea since party. as long as we can remember. And normal blue-collar people. And most of you, I don't know what is happening in um, the chat, uh, but most of you were part of the Tea Party. So you, Back in my day, in the you know, Tea Party. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a while, that was a while ago. That was, over, that was yeah. over a decade ago, Wayne. Precious, we, were, we were just young precious elderly. Precious elderly, is that what it is? Was yesterday, Christian. I was watching the World Series in 1971. That was a good game, man. I'm telling you. We, we fielded a whole team in the Pittsburgh Pirates with no white guys on it. Yep. Hutch remembers the founding fathers. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, the seriously, tea party. Ser seriously, though, um, how many times have all of you and all of us been begging for an outsider? We want an outsider that's not in politics. And as soon as the woman shows up, as soon as she doesn't do something like an establishment Republican, like doesn't reveal her DD-214 on time or whatever, she doesn't have a staff. And it's not a requirement to disclose a DD-214. And, and no, if, she, if, if she had a staff, she probably would have. And like, that's grassroots. Yeah, and that's that's what I was going out talking about when President Trump was running in 2016. I'd be like, okay, wait a minute. Y'all are jumping on him. Y'all asked for somebody who was outside of politics. Y'all asked for somebody who was not part of the 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 uh, royalty of 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 the presidency and stuff like that. Y'all asked for them, and now all of a sudden, y'all uh, y'all are some. It wasn't all, 
some of y'all are siding with the media asking for his tax taxes and stuff. Everybody knows that that's not a requirement to be president. I mean, seriously, it's not. I mean, asking. I although mean, it should be, it should. That started. That started. I think you should be disclosing your financials. I don't although think so. I don't it it a hundred percent should be, especially for for Congress. So. Do you know how much money Congress has made because they've had? And I'll say that about Joe Biden too. Well, like, kick out. we we need to know who owns you. We need kick to know who out. you're beholden to. Like like for example, yesterday, and he's not even an elected position, right? Fauci got paid twenty three times in royalties from Big Pharma. Yeah. How is that not a conflict of interest? Jesus, he, we should but, be. But it should again, be open financial. He, but he's not an elected official either. Remember, and and no, I know a not, lot of. I think, and I know a lot of conservatives somehow, some way, they think he is, so they treat him like that. But he's not an elected official. But yeah, in the case of, in the case of being president, uh, I mean, and that's why we say on the show, shut down Washington D.C. and get all that bull crap out of there. And then start all over. They didn't need the, the the taxes from presidential people back then because all these lobbies and stuff weren't super guides in D.C. Now just, all of a sudden in the seventies, what late sixties and seventies, that's when they start doing it. Well, guess what? That's when dark money and stuff really. Well, actually, in the sixties with the um, mobsters and stuff. But that's re really when the money start taking hold in Washington, D.C. like that, you know, and, and that, okay, I, fine. I just want to say this because my, my job in the military required me, required me to provide financial disclosures. I could go to prison if I didn't. That was my job, right? And my job was managing the money that Congress doled out. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If your executive orders come into play with how I purchase things for the Department of Defense, your budget comes into play for how I purchase things for the Department of Defense. If I'm subject to these, they should be subject to these. The fact that any of my wingmen that served alongside me in the Air Force could get arrested or brought up on charges because they didn't disclose that they had investments in these contractors who they just happen to benefit from, we could go to prison, do hard time for that. So I think if it's if it's on us, it should be all the way up. I'll period, go back because I, I'll go back and I'm gonna jump right in here. So that um, because I also want to hear from Hutch, but I'm also going to say the president of the United States they didn't have it before the '70s. I don't think that you should. I mean, I, I it's not a requirement until they pass it to be a requirement. You shouldn't be able to force anybody to do anything. You, I mean, if you want to add it to the requirement to do it, fine. But as long as it's not of a requirement, course. you can't do that. I mean, yes, I understand the military. Yes, I had to go through a back, I mean, a top secret background or a special investigation too. They had to go into my finance too because they wanted to make sure, just like you said, somebody can't come up and say, hey, here's $35,000. Why don't you give them some secrets? I understand that. But if it's not a requirement, you shouldn't be able to force somebody to do right. anything. No, but okay. my point is, is it should oh, be on, a requirement because Hutch. it's a requirement for those who spend the money. Okay, Hutch, go ahead. Well, I mean, I, I have no problem with a level playing field. You know, put the rules out there and then enforce the rules. I didn't like the way, for instance, the New York District Attorney or Attorney General Letitia James treated the Trump family. I think that's that's out, out to lunch. They didn't treat any other family like that. You know, it should be level with all people, uh, you know, having the same rules. We've had that problem in this country for a long time. I mean, they ought to just call the prison system the prison system for Republicans and black people, you know, because nobody else seems to go there. Everybody else seems to get away with everything they do unless they're Italian or something. You know, everybody else, it, it, it's ridiculous, you know, but but back to back to how important <laughs> I had to add some levity to the program, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you got <laughs> but, always wants to show Republican and black people. That, that's cool. That is cool. But back to the back to the the, the situation about the uh, life. We get the bad jails though. Political. We don't get the new jails. We get the rusty jails. <laughs> oh, raggedy ones. <laughs> <laughs> you make me forget what the hell I was thinking. <laughs> oh, okay. So you know we want these career politicians like uh, everybody seems to think we should have. Guess what? How many Republican senators are there? I think there's 50. There's 49 or 50. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Only 11 of them 
voted against the $40 billion for Ukraine. Only 11. That's bad news and it's good news. It's bad news because it's not enough of them. And there's also a tactic in the Senate that they knew they had the votes won already. So Mitch McConnell could have told those 11 guys that you have the option to vote no if you want, because we already got this, because every single Democrat voted for it. Uh, as he's over in Ukraine, in a war zone, uh, with 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 Barrasso and Cornyn and Collins, you know. So we the good news is, if those people voted no because they meant no, we're chipping away, baby. We're a fifth of the way there yeah. of getting rid of these people. And yeah. you look at the list, and it's people you never heard of. Some of them: Blackburn, Boozman, Braun, Crapo, Haggerty, Holly. You have you've regenerated yourself, Holly. Thank you very much. Lee, Loomis, Marshall, Paul, and Tuberville. Not the headline people, except for maybe. Did you say Paul. Blackburn is in Marsha? Okay. Huh? Marsha yeah. Blackburn? Yeah, Re- okay. Republican Tennessee. I think that's her. Yeah, yeah, Marsha. Yeah, it just so, cut out a little bit, so I just wanted the clarification. Yeah, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at peace with myself and Kathy Barnett. I don't care what anybody else says. That's what I'm going to do. She's the only candidate to all you geniuses out there, all you Republican geniuses. Mm-hmm. You got to understand Pennsylvania and you got to understand John Fetterman. The reason Fetterman is popular in Pennsylvania, because Pennsylvanians hate people with suits. They don't like they like blue collar people. And this guy showed up to meetings and to the to the legislature in freaking cargo shorts. Mm-hmm. He won't even wear a suit. You look at the commercials, and it's, I'm going to go to Washington and kick everybody's ass. That's and what I he's bet, saying. And I bet you he's going to go with shorts. And and he is, that's what people like about him. Mm-hmm. They, they're not even looking at it. When, when Kathy Barnett wins, she's the only one that's going to be able to identify with the rest of the voters in Pennsylvania that identify with him. Because she's going to call him out about his stand on immigration and his stand on critical race theory and other stands on COVID that have hurt ordinary Pennsylvanians. Oz and and McCormick can't do that. They're both millionaires that don't even live here. They will get crushed by Fetterman. These people that are telling you Barnett's wrong don't know what they're talking about. But do you think that Fetterman, well, if he can make it to the podium, do you think that he has the, the information now? Because, again, CNN... I mean, I watched um, I watched a clip last night. I don't I don't watch CNN. I just saw something to come across the timeline on um, Jake Tapper, and I mean, Homeboy is getting his information from the Republicans, man, and they're adding on to it. Oh, as make, matter of fact, make, make no matter mistake, fact, a Barnett, they, a vote for they Barnett, found is, new stuff, and I vote, was like, a vote for geez. Barnett is a vote against the Republican Party. Believe me. Right. There's the no question. I hate yeah. the Republican Party. Yeah. They can all yeah, yeah. pound sand. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with them. When they started attacking her like this, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it looked like, guys, it looked like the same ads they ran against the guy in Mississippi. I okay. Mean, it, Hold on. Then let me throw something to you in Pennsylvania. Um, you got Master Antonio and... Did he get it uh, right this time? Right? No, I didn't. <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> you got eyes and you got Master Antonio, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And then you got Kathy. No, no. Right? Mastriano is for governor. He's not in the race. Who's the other one? It's McCormick. McCormick, McCormick, okay. McCormick, and, yeah, and McCormick. McCormick. The bottom fell out for McCormick. Sorry, Mike Pompeo. He's done. He's down in like, he's low. He the, His bottom fell out. He had a commercial that showed his mom with a shotgun. It was so fake. I mean, it was disgusting. They call her Annie Oakley, they say. The reason the reason why I'm saying, uh, or the reason why I'm bringing this up to you, Mr. Pennsylvania, is because <laughs> you're, ta- you're talking about two-thirds of the vote that's GOP. If it's not Kathy, it's two-thirds of GOP. Do you think that the two-thirds is going to side with Kathy? I think when you get, and I'll yield after this, but I think that if you get uh, Fetterman and Barnett on the same stage and you bring up issues like climate change, Fetterman accepts a link between climate change and racial justice. Mm -hmm. If you bring something up about the critical race theory, I mean, he says that it doesn't exist. 
Barnett's going to destroy him that. And, and if they want to go to a text that Kathy Barnett said Obama's a Muslim, do it. You know, I don't think that's going to work here. I really, uh, maybe it will, but I, I just don't think it will. The COVID stuff alone, they destroyed one in five businesses in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. John Fetterman cannot cut his cord from the governor that did that to this state. And I'm, a, just, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get over why they keep going back and putting my name up on um, <laughs> thing in because you're a, you're an internationally renowned uh, celebrity, man. I ain't, mystery. I ain't do nothing. I believe me, I ain't do nothing. <laughs> Word proudly, man. Word proudly. I look, I pulled up, I pulled a four, you know, those four tweets and stuff. Uh, it's like I'm on half of them. I'm like, okay, well, she was at, she was responding. I would have loved to see what I had said for her to respond like that. They're never and that's the thing. That's the thing. That just shows it was a whole thread <laughs> and they were taking it out of context. Exactly, right. Which, that's just in right. the last few days, they took everything out of context, every mm-hmm. single thing yeah. that individual rick grinnell okay said you know thanks rick i appreciate that because yeah. my dumb ass used to support you and i'll yeah. never do it again a lot of and people I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say yeah. nothing about sean handy but he damn near went to liz cheney route last night did he really oh he hey, you said know what you scares can- me oh god go ahead no sorry i mean what scares me the most about all of this is you see how sad it is that the Republican establishment has their own flying monkeys like the left-wing establishment does. As soon as headlines hit, completely out of context, we're seeing in the chat right now, rhino, rhino, rhino. And I said, put up (laughs) or shut up. I didn't just tell everybody to shut up. I said, put up or shut up. Tell us your facts because there is a certain swath of the Republican electorate that throws around the word, word rhino the way liberals throw around the word racist. Put some proof in it. Shut up if you can't because you sound crazy and it's not helping, okay? If you actually think in your mind that Kathy Barnett is the worst selection <laughs> out of World Economic Forum candidates going mm-hmm. up against her, yeah, like, like honestly, you you honestly are going to tell me that you think somebody who served in the Turkish military and won't denounce his Turkish citizenship is a better conservative in America than Kathy Barnett? And nobody's putting facts in the chat, right? It's just opinions. It's hot headed, and insults are flying, which is the first sign that you're losing the argument. But we have to remember. There is a mission here to save America. Stop being a headline reader and then meep, 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 just repeating it over and over again as if it's eventually going to become fact. It drives me crazy. It shows how we have a lot of work to do, both left and right. And then those of us who are unenrolled, unaffiliated in the middle, just trying to save America. It's it's driving me crazy. You watch, you, you watch overseas. If, if you want to understand Oz a little bit, Oz was voted one of the top Muslim influencers in the United States by the Islamic Society of something. I forget it. I did it a couple of shows ago. But Erdogan, uh, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, the imam in a suit uh, in charge of Turkey, is now negotiating with NATO about the entrance of fin- or Sweden into NATO, and he's putting restrictions on them because anything that benefits the Muslim Brotherhood is what Turkey is after. And Oz is influenced by Turkey, as noted in his inability, however you say that, to denounce his Turkish citizenship, inability, whatever. You know, so just I don't want to get too deep in it, but do your own research. Mm-hmm. These people are connected. Yeah, uh, and just like just like Wayne was saying earlier, is you know, people aren't required to disclose their DD-214s. People aren't required to disclose their financials. They're not required to renounce suspicious citizenships. But these are things we need to think about moving forward on ballot initiatives and things of that nature. If you want to see it change, if you want to correct the electoral process, you have to look at some of these things that, hey, looking back, this was fishy. Let's prevent it from happening in the future. Because right now there's nothing preventing him from denouncing his Turkish citizenship. I just think it's inappropriate. Right. And other I, Americans I, should just say that too. Sorry. Go ahead. When 
Yeah, I mean the only now the only thing that I said that shouldn't be disclosed. I mean that doesn't have to be disclosed is taxes, but that's only because of the require requirements. I, I mean I don't know about literally. That's um, true for all of it. Literally, it's true for all of it. I mean, well, there is no requirement. Well, you you have to be American citizen. I know that to be president. That's not, yeah, but that's not what we were talking about. We were talking about financials, then we talked about DD two fourteen and second I wasn't, citizenship. I didn't I didn't say anything about DD two fourteen. I was just I, I was just talking about being president because no, we all I we I I brought that up. I said right, it wasn't right, a requirement. Right. She right. didn't have to, but because right. they but were questioning me. her service, she right. did but it. For me, for me, I was talking about President Trump and how people were how some conservatives were talking about. Well, they were had jumped on the Democrat bandwagon. Yeah, just go ahead and show your taxes. I'm like, but it's not a requirement for to be to be president. Okay, uh, as as now, I don't know what it is for senators and, and and House people and stuff like that. I don't I don't even think that you have to show your taxes for for that. I mean, it's just become a way of the norm of people just putting it out there to force the other person to put it out there because they think that. The other person probably did something wrong. That, and, those, and the, and the IRS those, is corrupt. I mean, those, the IRS is going for the Democrat side. Look what happened with Lois Lerner and all that. Yeah. We're and they're not doing it. Yeah. They're not doing it to anybody in Congress who's guilty of no, double dipping and don't insider training. Max, don't let me bring Maxine Waters up again. And and they're Every not doing years. it to the Biden yeah. family and IOTA, even and with the right. laptop. Right. And if I may just protect, just to defend Donald Trump for a second, Donald Trump said he would have disclosed them, except they were under a current audit and therefore could not because they were still in the control of the IRS. When it's and that's Americans are going, oh, Trump yeah, won't release his one, taxes, but they use the audit as a way to attack him. And then he's like, well, it's currently under an audit. I can't. I thought I can't. that was pretty smooth myself. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, it, it's it's one of those. I saw and I saw Oz's DD two fourteen, but. I couldn't understand it. it was in Arabic. <laughs> you crazy, man. Kathy Barnett uh, says she's not going to support Mitch McConnell as Senate leader if she's the next senator from Pennsylvania. What about you? Will you make that same commitment? I want to be in the Senate, get elected to the position, beat a very strong Democrat in November, and then be in the room when that decision is made for us to be the Senate majority leader. And then I'll look at all the people out there and I'll do what's best for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Okay. <laughs> Do what's best for Istanbul. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I can't believe a word he says. He flip-flopped on every single issue. He, does mean, he does he do uh, Nancy's eyebrows? He's a plastic surgeon? Is that what he is? He's does got he look his, like Mr. Spock? He's got, he's got like Nancy eyebrows. They're way up here. I'm like, oh my gosh, is that I mean, like... He's live long and prosper, man. <laughs> he got to, if he had pointy, a little bit pointier ears, I'd watch him. I wouldn't let him touch my shoulder. Yeah, I, I mean, always, I always get nervous when candidates say they'll do what's best instead of yeah, what is constitutional yeah, and yeah, justice. Yeah. I mean, following the law. I mean, and he dodged that question so hard when he was a Trump endorsed candidate talking about yeah. 2000 mules. He just avoided that like uranium exposure, man. He's not going to yeah. win, man. I just, I mean, how do I know? Like you said, they might they might resort to fraud. You know, I'm, I'm thinking all kind of stuff's going through my mind. It's like, okay, Barnett wins and now the Republicans are going to support Fetterman. I don't think, for me, I don't think that it, I don't think that they're going to resort to fraud. I think that the fraud has been the the, the GOP lining up against me too, uh, Kathy Burnett. I don't think it's going to be the votes. I think it's the way that they have attacked her. It's disgusting. Uh, because they, had, right they the know minute. her. Why didn't they do that six months ago? If they if they had this much a problem with Kathy Barnett, yeah, especially the people on Fox News, then why has she been a guest on Fox News for the last four or five years? They have they have her they've had her on for being a voice. She's been on the Sean Hannity show. She's been on Good Morning or the the Morning Show. She's been on the afternoon shows. She's been there to talk about moms. So if they had a problem with her past tweets then Fox News should be part of that situation of allowing uh, or, 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 or giving her that platform. Maybe Fox News should be in trouble. Look at your screen. Here is Barnett marching alongside. This just broke today. Radical Proud Boys during 
uh, January 6th. She claimed she had no idea who they were and that she didn't breach the Capitol. And look at this. See? Okay, Sean, man. Damn. I mean, why'd you? Uh, all right, Sean. So they took a picture <laughs> okay. of her in a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, That's it. This is getting bad. This is, is. getting. It it's is. a witch hunt. Yeah. And Sean, I mean, damn, man. They just linked her to the Proud Boys. You're, yeah. you're and, and is are the are the Proud Boys really that bad anyway? I mean, well, really. I mean, let's 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 guess. Let's just assume, for the sake of this argument, that the Proud Boys are the worst that could ever right. exist. Right. Let's just pretend that the Proud Boys are the worst thing that could ever exist. They're not. Now let's let's look at. So why let's pretend they were that there. they are. Why but the fact the fact that she was within a fifty foot radius of these people somehow implies her guilt. Proud Boys, which is a, a led, an alleged white supremacist organization led, led by, by a black, black, a black, led by a black, yeah. <laughs> black Hispanic. Um, yeah. So that's the thing is, one, all the misinformation that goes around about Proud Boys. But two, uh, Wayne, we, we've been to D.C. how many times? A lot. I've been in a lot. I've been in a lot of protests and a, a lot of turning out. And yeah, sometimes it goes crazy. There are, is always a fringe element that shows up at these things. And um, regardless, if something crazy were to happen there, but I was waving a pro-life sign or saying, you know, support the Second Amendment or whatever I was doing, am I immediately guilty of the worst player in that crowd? Come on. Like, that's just, and by the way, that's not even the case with January 6th. I will continue to say that. Now, let's, let's, what I was trying to get at, from what I understand, their self proclaimed reason for being there was to protect Trump supporters. And if you look at the history of the Trump administration starting on Inauguration Day, it was a dangerous place yep. for Republicans. Rand yep. Paul almost got killed yep. by these people. Yep. And, and and her being, let me let me say, I don't like the idea that Sean Hannity is smearing January 6th people. That infuriates me more than just about anything else. Well, Fox News. It's okay, the whole Fox who News. Who he really works for. But Sean, Sean yeah. Hannity, he lied. I don't want to say lied, but he misrepresented his status for millions of people. Man, he made millions of dollars by being a MAGA guy. Why do you think he was number one? It was because people like us were watching him because he seemed like at the time he was telling the truth. Now he smears uh, Kathy Barnett because she said, I was loading people on buses to go down to January 6th. It was almost like a goodbye tour. It's like Trump's gone. Everybody wanted to go see him for the last time, see what they were going to do. Were they going to? And, and yes, I just see that. Look. <laughs> I know Sammy Davis was down there and they were, they were doing stuff that was that was a little bit. It was that great. Was that was a it lot. Was it, it was, was a lot. lot. You know what? It was you know, a lot of stuff. It, wait, it, it, if you're gonna bum rush somebody, don't talk about bum rushing them. Just go bum right. rush them. Yeah, right. Exactly. You right. know that's what he did. He went out there. Wow, it's gonna be peaceful for now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If I wasn't trapped on my military base and they they basically wouldn't let us take leave or anything because of the pandemic, I 100 percent would have been there January 6th. You know what? You know what? 100. percent I believe that. I believe that. I believe that. Why? Because I've shown me, up to those things before. That's for me, but <laughs> I stayed my ass home. And okay. and the reason why I stayed my ass home is because I saw the, the people that were doing the biggest yelling. I was like, something right. Now, I didn't know that they were going to go inside the place. And looking at some of the videos and stuff, and I know many people out there, they discount some, they discount these videos but promote these videos i saw both sides of everything i saw how it started i saw um because the cnn contributor walking saw, on right. through I, taking a tour I, I, I saw that we were watching c-span we watched the people walk through like they were on a tour that standing that, inside the velvet ropes and everything standing mm. inside the ropes but i also saw ours i also <laughs> i also saw our side or people from our side bum rush those fences and also saw people on social media saying not one trump supporter did anything it was all antifa even though we had somebody call in on the show while we were doing it live and said uh well no that was us so i mean and there were also uh capitol police opening the fences though there were capitol police removing barricades and letting we people say in. that 
when you say that, and and that's the reason why I said that I saw I that from from where I sat, we saw all the sides though. That I mean, just because it was the police over here with a wide angle on that side, there was another side where there were where we really didn't. Well, actually, there were some police, but there was not an opening. They they picked up the fences and moved the fences in. Okay, it was. I mean, it it was just chaos all around. It's not just one entryway into there. It's a few. I gotta love. I gotta there. love that about about our side. Is even when we're good and angry, we're gonna pick up a barricade and move it to the side. We're not gonna smash it or light it on fire. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. You know, wild Bill, over here. Wild Bill for America said had a really good piece on that. He said, I, you know, we need to march. This is a couple years ago. We need to march on Washington. And you know what? You know what? We need to take do it at night. And we need to take road flares with us. Everybody <laughs> needs to have a road flare. And we need to we need to quit cleaning up after ourselves. Yeah. We need to knock garbage cans and shit over. You know, and, and he's sitting there. He said, and then there was that one lady in the crowd that raised her hand and said, Bill, maybe we should use the battery operator one so nobody gets hurt. Luciano says, Wayne, former FBI agents confirmed there were Antifa members who infiltrated the Trump supporters. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. First off. (laughs) It's all a mess. It's all a mess. I mean, you know what? You can say that. You can say that now. You can use that as a justification. All you want to. I understand. Those ant. I mean, okay. I mean, if, if, uh, uh, um, if they were there, they were there. That's fine. There were Trump supporters there too. Everybody was there. And and on top of that, that's the first time in my life that I've ever seen Trump supporters support Antifa. Trump supporters were saying, Yeah, go ahead and do it. I started yeah. on social media. Yeah, yeah, this is a great day. Really? There's Antifa going in there. Hold hold up though. Okay, maybe they did. But remember, in, in retrospect of the last 10 years. It's legal to do stuff like that. And if it's not legal, it's approved. I mean, look at the summer of 2020. Look at everything that we witnessed. Look at look at Occupy movement. I mean, all these things, it's like only one group is allowed to assemble and do anything. When our group does it, it's like you got to get locked up as Antifa, a terrorist. Antifa was wearing red MAGA hats. I don't doubt that at all. Why not? Okay, okay. All right. What, I, I, okay. Whatever. Every whatever. every time our side shows up and protests in any way, shape, or form, we're always going to be infiltrated by the fringe element who wants to make us look bad. Yeah, look at government sure. documents. And, and, and sometimes, sometimes we don't need assistance in that department either. We, because exactly. our right. side right. has some crazies to them too. There's a fringe element to both. And our they side. actually they find they go all the way around and they meet crazy in the back. Like that's that's what it is, but the fact of the matter remains. I'm going to be careful because we're on YouTube, right? I don't. I it as what Hutch was saying, <laughs> they set a precedent over the past couple of years of burning and looting. Mm-hmm. Whenever they justified it, mm-hmm. there was no burning or looting here, and they the were people bombing police stations for Christ's sake, the, and the people own the capital the people own the capital it is our right to protest when we think there is something wrong it's in the constitution and and the fact that that our government our our federal government has moved so far away from the constitution that they actually think they can put walls and guards up between them and us already shows you how fractured the constitutional system has been and I, look, I'm not telling you what I would have done that day, except be there. I know I for sure would have been there. I know I've stormed the Capitol before without incident. Um, so I don't know if I would have been another Ashley Babbitt on January 6th. I don't know. And the thing is, is, is like, it okay? Is it okay to storm or is it okay to protest private homes, do you think? Um, depending. Oops. Here's the thing. No, I think more, that's mob rule, man. That, that's Pelosi, Pelosi uh, uh, McConnell. Do you think it's okay? I'm not saying go in. I'm saying, do yes. you think it's okay? Yes. To stand it's the only place where you of, can reach them. Yes. It's the only place where you can reach them these days. Touch? Right. They're never in their offices locally. 
I mean, peaceful protest. Is it, is it right? Don't, but don't burn no their house down. Don't graffiti. Don't do any of that. Peaceful protest, though. But uh, when's the last time you saw one of those? You know, these people are in their houses, and there's 500 people out in front of their house. They got kids. I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm torn on it. I'd have to really. DeSantis. Really I don't want the people out in front of my house. DeSantis is uh, outlawing that down in Florida. Go, yeah, go, go, go to protest the government agency that you're mad at. But, but Laura Loomer's coming out and saying he's wrong with this because it's a First Amendment thing. Yes. It's a First Amendment thing. I can stand outside on a sidewalk and protest anywhere. I mean, um, Candace Owens, Candace Owens just uh, did her thing outside um, BLM and uh, uh, um, a lot of conservatives thought that was funny. But, and the thing is, is we've gotten so bad, as Hutch was saying, and, and Wayne, as you just said, we've gotten so bad that it's no longer peaceful protesting, right? And that's the doing of the mainstream media and the elite. They want violence. They want anarchy. They want a reason mm-hmm. to create more laws, more rules, restrictions, regulations. They want to disarm us. Um, and the, the more people act up and get violent and crazy about it, the more they're justifying the establishment's overreach. And I, there is a time and a place for violence. I'm not calling for violence. I'm not endorsing violence, but I 100% support the violence that happened in 1776. And I will forever support that violence. And it won't be the first time it's happened and it won't be the last time it's happened. Um, but we have to know when and where, and there are still many ways that we can confront our government. And unfortunately, the sidewalks outside of their home are fair play. No trespassing. I'm, I'm no, right. no, that's, that's a government person. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about somebody to get doxxed or something like that. No, doxing um, is, is you a, look in the constitution. Horrific. You look yeah. in the constitution and what it says is it prohibits the right. It prohibits. It it's prohibits Congress from prohibiting the right of the people peacefully, peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So if, if it's a government person that's doing something that requires a protest, to me, that's different. I mean, the government has, if you're in the government, you have the government at your back if you need protection. If you're just a regular citizen, you don't have that. You know, and I think that there's a difference between those two. And I agree. Uh, okay, good. Because, I, I mean, think about it. No, think I agree. I think, we get I doxed. think the Republican Party comes and doxes all of us. Yeah, doxing is horrific in every in every facet. Exposing somebody's private information and putting them at risk is is it your intent to hurt them, right? Mm, you're yeah. you're making them accessories in a crime that you intended. Mm. We see mainstream media do it all the time. If we say something that mainstream media doesn't like, they're going to put our addresses out tomorrow. That's what they're going to do because they're going to let you know they're better than you and you better learn to shut up. That's, That's right. what they're doing. Um, and the thing is, I'd like to point out, and when everybody reads the second, uh, the First Amendment and they read the word peaceably, they glance over it like it means the same thing as peacefully. It doesn't. Peaceably no. means the government shall not react to the protest. The government shall not respond in violence and shall allow uninfringed rights exercise under the First Amendment. Peaceably means how the government will behave when we show up, not how we must behave when we show up. And I think that's an important difference um, because there are some things, I mean, in the New Hampshire Constitution, we actually have a right to revolution. And I think that should be in more state constitutions. But... It's basically in the That's federal why. constitution already. That's why, yeah, because it's precedent, um, right? Everybody loves precedents. Here's um something that just just happened. If if you win this seat and if you are in the position to vote for leadership, would you support McConnell for leadership? No, I think he has served his moment of usefulness, and it's time to turn the page. <laughs> nice. Hey, I'm I'm all for that, man. Here's Arnold's in Kiev. Tells it like it is. I love her. Ukraine Mitch. Ukraine Mitch. Pennsylvania Senate candidate Mehmet Oz defiantly refuses to give up his Turkish citizenship. He spent years serving in Turkey's military. He votes in Turkey's elections. He has paid millions of dollars by Turkish national airlines and is cozy with Turkey's theocratic dictator Recep Erdogan. 
even more alarming, Oz has adopted the Turkish regime's official line of denying the Armenian genocide. Not only can Oz not be trusted to faithfully represent the United States and the Constitution, his election would represent a clear and present danger to the United States. Pennsylvania, stop Mehmet Oz before it's too late. <laughs> there you go. I mean, front and center, front and center, ladies and gentlemen. Um, for all of you that have not gone out and voted yet, um, you still have a good seven hours to do it. Uh, let me let me just give a heads up. With the percentages that these candidates have, we might not know who won tonight. You know what? But I saw something that said that y'all will know. Okay, I, I did. I, I hope mean, we do. I mean, but but that would that would show you there was something that was screwed up in 2020 and 2016 when yeah. they took all that time to count votes uh, in the in the national elections uh, that. Sh that showed Trump winning. Uh, I'll tell you, I think one of the most important things for this election is if Kathy Barnett wins, it's going to change the paradigm of politics in the Republican party. It's going to have to, there's going to be young Republicans in there that say, we got to stop this suicidal stuff right now. A lot of people, but a lot of people, I mean, we'd already seen through Trump's four years, just how, nasty the republican party could be you're, you're daggone right against a republican president we got to start somewhere and now we're seeing it happen against mm -hmm. maga candidates who carry the america first uh um uh um banner that video that i just saw and i, I mean i loved it i love kennedy to death i love kennedy um uh kennedy uh um, senator kennedy but I thought I saw him right beside Mimic Oz in the early part of that. Um, Pennsylvania Senate candidate. Mim That's no, not that him. That ain't him. That's not. Woo. <laughs> woo, Look, man. Woo. Again, it's hard to make this up. The real president is whoever controls the teleprompter. You know, it's like it's like the, the, the path to power is the path to the teleprompter. You know, like what? What? Because that then he just reads the teleprompter. So, you know, I, I do feel like, like if, if somebody would accidentally lead on the lean on the teleprompter, it's going to be like Anchorman. It's going to be like QQQ ASDF one two three, you know, type of thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my sim my sympathies to the Musk family because Elon's going to commit suicide next Friday. <laughs> He, you he know, tweet that right. He tweeted, "If yeah, I die mysteriously." Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and I said this. I said this on my Twitter feed a couple of weeks ago when I was looking at things. When I was looking at Elon and some of the stuff that he was saying. Again, I'm not a billionaire. I can't tell you what President Trump is thinking. I can't even tell you what Elon is thinking. I can't because their mindsets are on another planet. So, I'm not. I'm not interpreting anything that he's saying. I'm only. I only was speculating last week. I was like, he wants to back out of this Twitter deal because I had, I, I was asking why we, why would he just come out and say that he would reinstate Trump if he took it over? Because he knows that people are now going to jump on him and try to stop the deal. He's trying now, to get the price lowered, man. For me, I figured he was like, you know, he's trying to pull out of the deal. He's trying to no, pull he out want, of the want, deal. I think what this was, the strategy was he was trying to get Twitter to admit how many bots they had because the price was contingent 30%. on less. The right. price was contingent on less than 5% being bots, which is what Twitter originally told them, 5 or 10%. But it turns out that it's more, like Hutch was saying, more like 30%. The Trump bots were proven to be like 50%. Um, so it, so basically they, what it looks like is you, but is it's you more value, but it's more than that users. though. It's right. But if you add up everything that he's been saying about everything publicly, especially when he's trying to buy it, either he's trying to tank things or he's trying to step back or like, you know, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm only, I'm only, because again, Twitter can pull out of the deal. So can he. Both can pull out for a billion dollars. That 
contingency is in there. I mean, if they get tired of him putting their their business out in the street, they'll pay him a billion dollars. Now he's made a billion dollars and he walks away. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He said, he said from the beginning, from the beginning, his first issue was the bots on Twitter. That was his first issue. And so I, this is all was, coming to like I thought it was freedom of speech. And Trump, Trump then said um, after he was talking about backing out of the deal potentially because of bots, Trump said Elon would be stupid to buy Twitter for that value, knowing how many bots are on there. So it seems like the two of them know it's always been about this because the bots are the ones actually spreading the misinformation that go unfact-checked, that do the bidding of, of the but again. But again, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying about the bots, but I'm sure he was about the freedom of the speech earlier and how the Democrats didn't play equally fair. Uh, yes, with, yes, uh, but Republican in that context. No, early, you're right. You're right. Early. You're right. And, and you're now, right. and now, in he's context, on the bots. No, right. in the context of the First Amendment, his issue was the bots. He said that in the beginning. I don't, well, the, the, I the two aren't, yeah, the, two, the two are tied together. That was his problem from the beginning. The two were always tied together for him. I just don't think that um, because his shares of Tesla is going down too. His shares because are Bill, going down. Bill Gates did that. Remember, Bill Gates tried to early. short, yeah, short early. Tesla because of this. Yeah, yeah, he said that, but they aren't going back up as as, as fast. And you know, I'm like, maybe it's because electric cars suck. <laughs> and when Teslas catch on fire, yeah, you can't put yeah. them out. And yeah. the batteries have you to should, come from China. You should have heard. You should have heard my son, who's a veteran <laughs> Pittsburgh Fire Department firefighter, jump on me for buying that electric lawnmower. Boy, that boy gave oh, me the third bro. degree, man. I bet. I bet. He's like, those you know, batteries that, do nothing. That catches me. on fire. You can't put it out, Dad. I'm like, it ain't gonna catch on fire, boy. Those batteries will do more damage to the environment than fossil fuels ever will. I'll tell you what, though, you don't have to fill them up with gas. You know what? You know what? Some more, some more people are are saying that um, uh, Elon just likes to be the, the the talk of the town right now. I mean, because right now uh, we found out one thing too about about Trump and um, Twitter. I don't know whether y'all know this or not, but Trump has to post to Twitter first. I mean, no, Trump has to post to True Social. That's in the bylaws of the True Social. Yeah, it makes sense. He has to post to True Social first six hours ahead if he were to post to Twitter. So yeah. if something happens immediately, he has to post to True Social. And then six hours later, if he was to be reinstated, then that gets posted to. That's a brilliant marketing strategy. I was getting ready to say that sounds pretty smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have to go to True Social to hear what he says and you care about what he says, boom. Right. Looks yeah. like CNN has to get on Truth Social. Darn! Did you did you hear Trump about CNN? <laughs> this guy is. I love this guy. He said, "You know, the bottom's pretty much fallen out of Fox News. CNN ought to pick that audience up. They might do well." And I'm thinking, man, somebody at CNN ought to be listening to that because yeah. Fox is dead. It is. Yeah, Fox yeah. is dead. They're dead. Yeah. Dead. Dead. Self inflicted. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. And I mean, and. And it's not like we haven't said this for years. We've told you about Fox. Oh News. man, I was betrayed as bad as <laughs> as be bad as I'm betrayed by the GOP right now, mm-hmm. and almost every conservative in Pennsylvania is like that. Right. I mean, we got betrayed by Trump, unless you're a Mastriano guy, you know. Which <laughs> I mean, Mastriano and, and, and potato. Oz, man, come on, Trump. Mastro. You're worried about Kathy Barnett's post past, and this guy operated on. PLA soldiers in China? You, you don't think the Democrats are going to put video of that up? Yeah. You're worried about a couple of tweets from Barnett? It's unbelievable. It, it, it's it's such a elitist cabal. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. yeah, it even shows among MAGA, if you've got money, you think you're something better than the poor people, than the average blue collar. But I think it should be more blue collar representing the majority of America, which is blue collar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the way, and I'll go go back to what I said earlier, the way that Fox news and the Republic and, and 
I, I mean, I wouldn't even call them the Republican Party, the ones that are behind eyes, because a lot of them are Trump, uh, former Trump uh, oh. cabinet members. And, and, and the way the way people the way people just bow down because of Trump saying something. I mean, listening to listening to Sean, he sounds like Trump's publicist. Listening right. to the guy on uh, uh, Newsmax, it's like, come on, man, you people. Yeah. Just yeah. because he said this, you're going to pretend yeah. that this guy's not a Turkish. Uh, this guy, he doesn't even live in Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. And what's scary to me is that one, I guess it's a double edged sword in my head because the Trump phenomena is great in some ways. The MAGA movement is great. But then anybody who has ever brushed up against somebody who may have touched Trump's coattails is laying claim, <laughs> yeah, yeah, laying yeah, claim right. to his name. Like yeah. uh, you showed at the beginning of the week, Wayne, uh, Rick Rennell was nasty against Real Trump. Real and we all know Trump had enemies within his cabinet and within his staff who are now coming out and claiming Trump all day, Trump yeah. all day, Trump all day. And so we as Americans who really, really, really wanted what Trump represented mm -hmm. must keep uh, vigilant and must be scrutinized, must scrutinize every situation because I'm not sold that Rick Grinnell is a constitutionalist. I'm not sold he's a libertarian <laughs> right, in any way, shape, or form. Right, right. Um, I think he's just uh, like a light pink establishment elitist in, oh, a, a few, in some way, shape, or form. In many, in many ways, I guess. <laughs> and he's not the only one. He's not the only one. You know, let me just <laughs> let me just differentiate here because well, two, thank you, Lisa. There's two different kinds of, of people. <laughs> there's people like that that are fake that got their way inside and they were anti-Trump anyway. Yeah. But there's also people like me, and I believe Angel, that were convinced by MAGA and Trump. Oh, yeah. We didn't I mean, I needed to way. be sold on it. I, I, Wayne and I used to fight. Yeah. I'll tell yeah, you right yeah, now, yeah. right now, there's tape of me calling Trump a freaking clown. <laughs> And I'm and I meant it at the time, but it yeah. was before I think I the campaign. Said, yeah. I said seconds before Wayne and I were airing seconds before I interviewed Trump. I think I was yeah. trashing his candidacy. We'd have yeah. to go back and play the tapes. He doesn't have like, a chance. Great man, great man. I fired, man, but I I'm fired not a co-host. I fired a co-host <laughs> over talking about Trump doing things with his daughter. You know, I mean, there was a war. You remember, Wayne? Yeah, I remember. I remember. Our I freaking. Remember. We lost a radio station over the deal. Yeah. <laughs> the Kathy Barnett was on. Yeah. Because 80% of the people you guys on literally lost the war. <laughs> Not war. Man, man, I mean, I, look, we are America. America, America Radio. Man, it was, man those are the days. They were, man. We had like 10 shows on there. No, 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 no. You know, honestly, honestly, we had 22 shows. Damn. Mm -hmm. On We Are America Radio, we had 22 shows. And we were a it family. Was, yeah, we. I mean, we we backed each other. It was it was just like the only until that primary boy. <laughs> well, yeah, and I also, really came out. I also ran out of 401k money too to to, <laughs> to run it. But I mean, it was it was new Hard voices work. that weren't on other networks. Okay. And what really blew everything out of the water was after Ohio. After Ohio, the numbers were thousands and upon thousands that were listening. To to, I mean, we became the number one. Oh, the you mean the convention? The convention in Ohio with Ted Cruz and whatnot. Yeah. That's when the numbers. I mean, I couldn't believe the thousands of people that were listening live to what we were doing. I mean, it it was something that I wanted, but I couldn't believe seeing the numbers like that. I was like, are these fake? Are these fake numbers? And we became the number one political talk radio station on Live 365. I remember that. Yeah. The number one. And 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 the only reason why that stopped was because Live 365 shut down. Yep. Live 365 shut down. And then we had but but now they're back up. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we could do it again. Work. It is a lot of work. Though. I did it because I did it too. I started the station too. Yeah, it's and I had I had I had eight hours of programming every day, and I ran it over three times. Mm -hmm. So it was twenty four seven, but it was the same show in every eight hour circle. Yeah, cycle. 
And but I was the only one doing anything. Yeah, it me took too. My whole damn day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm lining all this stuff up, and you know I got to get these dude ain't sending me his podcast. Like, come yeah, on, man. Yeah, yeah you know yeah. I got like 17 minutes. Where's your stuff at? <laughs> Yeah, and, and I, I mean, all you I guys are the silent my, heroes. I got the guys in my ear talking about, hey, you know what? We ought to do this. And we ought to do that. We ought to, well, you're the good idea fairy. Come over and help me do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Everybody's got advice when they're not putting anything oh, up, man. right? Yeah. I mean, and, yeah, I, I and, watched Wayne do yeah, that. Blood, yeah. sweat, and tears, thankless. Yeah. People walking all over you, using you <laughs> to get to the next, insulting you as they walk out the door, oh, yeah. like completely sure thankless. It's like being the um, president of a fire volunteer fire company or something. Everybody yeah. has all kinds of different things you're supposed to do, but yeah, when it's time to wash the truck, nobody's there. Yep. And that's why I got to give props to you guys, both of you, because you've been in this game a long time. I've dabbled in and out because I've gone in and out of like protesting and doing that kind of thing, but um, and joining the military. But you guys genuinely care about the United States of America so much so that you were trying to get word out, even mm -hmm. if it meant your detriment. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about that, ladies and gentlemen, Wayne just said he spent his entire retirement to make Four sure weeks. you got the word that he was trying to get Four out. And that. it was so effective that Donald Trump beelined came, for Wayne came on, sure for did. an interview sure and ignored everybody else at yep. CPAC. I yep. mean, that's huge. Um, yep. And I just can't thank you both enough because I would never, ever be able to run a podcast station you're at young, all. You're young yet. Give him time. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the time. I don't have the patience. You will. Um, <laughs> I've done I've done it on the other side, the blogging side, right? I did it in my early 20s when I used to do the undercover camera work, the oppo research, like I did the campaign stuff and it was exhausting. Um and I love that you all are doing this and I love being here. Um and but I you know, think you know the thing the thing that you brought up real quick about um the Trump um thing is uh I remember when I finally got the number to his business. And this was before he ran. Ladies and gentlemen, this was before he ran. I was just interviewing just to interview him. And um, I was talking to Hope Hicks and, you know, trying to set up interviews and stuff. And she and she knew my name. She was like, yeah, yeah. Um, we listened to you up here. So uh, we got him coming on on Thursday. I said, All right. When he came on, he was like, hey, Wayne, how you doing, my friend? You remember that? Day? Hey, Wayne, how you doing, my friend? He never forgot the Wayne part. Even when I went to the White House a couple of years ago. He was like, this is my friend Wayne. We've been friends for a long time. And I was like, well, damn, he remember that. Just, just, you know, and I was like, that's why the word, the word loyal to me means I understand President Trump. And I'm going to say that I don't know what he's thinking and I can't tell you what he means, but I understand him understand why he pumps people up because he wants people to be their best. I understand why he talks great about people because he wants people to be the best. But sometimes, but there are a lot of times when I'm like, I don't agree with him and not calling certain people out because I think that those people are hurting what he's trying to do. Lindsay Graham. But, you know, but, but when you look at it from his side, which I can't, but if I try to put myself in that situation, I'm like, okay, well, he's doing it in a way of survival until he can get something else to put in that place. Okay. I, I don't know. It, you know, that's, that, that's just me. I just think he's a great man. I think that he knows how to win. He knows how to be successful. He also knows how to fail, but he also knows how to come back from failure. Those that's are traits of being a good leader. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but we all know that leaders make mistakes too. There is no perfect per Barack Obama made a mistake. A lot of mistakes. Even I was gonna uh, say I'm like for trans trans for transmissioner um operations and stuff. All right, we we gotta get ready to go. Uh Angel, last thought. Uh I love you all and happy whatever day it is. What day is it? Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Election day. <laughs> election it's Tuesday. Election day. Right. I should have known that when we were saying we're election day. Uh go Kathy Barnett. Um, hopes and prayers go out to you um, and hopes and prayers go out to the Supreme Court. They're going to be releasing that decision. They're guessing some point this summer. Yeah, so 
keep your head on a swivel, fasting and praying, fasting and praying. Um, and you know, yeah, swivel, 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 swivel. Uh, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks. Situational awareness. Uh, thanks for the kind words, Angel. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, go out there and, and do what your heart tells you to do. You know, don't don't listen to me on, on who you should vote for. Figure it out for yourself. Uh, we need a little bit more of that anyway. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I did. Um, you know what? We, I mean, yeah, I know. We really haven't talked about the 2,000 mules like everybody wants us to talk about 2,000 mules. Uh, but for Ben Shapiro to come out <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> he makes my case every time he opens his mouth. I mean, hey guys, let's not knock the hero of the black community. <laughs> so racist. You, you are, she's, you might <laughs> get that. Yeah, that's that. You know what? I, you, on that one, we're out of here. Ben Shapiro dismisses the next Souza stolen election. Opus 2000 Mules conclusion of the film. You know what this is? This is just pure jealousy, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Because because Ben Shapiro has a media company that isn't that didn't make a million dollars in a day or whatnot. So uh, you know he's he's calling out uh, Dinesh D'Souza's twenty thousand. He's starting to look a little <laughs> bit like Mr. Spock too. He's like a Grecian hair formula on his eyebrows and like that spray <laughs> hair. That's what it looks like. The spray hair where you have to put the. That's what it looks like. You've been listening to the award winning Wayne Dupree podcast. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We broadcast every Monday through Thursday from noon till one. You can download the podcast on most podcast platforms. And be sure to visit WayneDupree.com to stay up on breaking news, politics, and opinions you can trust. Thanks for listening. See you next time. 